The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. It's time for Caffeinated Comics, a lively discussion and debate on comics, film, television, and collectibles, all fueled by the magic of Frappuccinos. And now, here's your hosts... John and Steven. Thank you, it's Cabinet of Comics. I'm your host, John Clark. And with me uh, for a special episode that he had no idea we were going to record is Howie Weingarten. Oh, oh and he completely broke up. <laughs> Are you still there? I think you yelled so loud the guest broke into pixels. No, no, we're just going to go with that. Okay, that's good. Cool. Right. Yes, um, Yes, so we had we, There are things we wanted to get into uh, You saw The Flash, you're the only person that did And then uh, you Also, we were talking about Pluto TV And you discovered a 24-hour Godzilla channel You turned me but on to that, actually I saw an article You're to blame I let you know about it And then you just took you that know. ball and ran with it Oh man, I, I have run. I passed the twenty, the thirty, the forty, the fifty, back down to the forty, thirty, the twenty. I didn't even stop at the forty. I'm at the ten. Touchdown! Yeah, it's well, driving and... my wife crazy. Oh, I'm sure it is. Well, it's before this, Mystery Science Theater. Yeah, which you were Godzilla. you were addicted to. You were it's addicted not even to. In... In English. Wait, it's in the act. Wait, no, is it subtitled? Or is it all Japanese? Subtitles, yeah. It's in the actual okay. Japanese, yeah. So, so you no actually doubts. hear the people's real voices. Oh, well, that changes everything. Oh, it's it like It's like when you heard The Simpsons in Spanish. No. And Homer Simpson would be like, oh, el moto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, was a to- it was a total... Uh, it, it was a total eye opener. But for before we get into it, right before yeah. we were going to record, uh, they announced that Paul Rubens passed away today. Oh. And yeah, and it was it was uh, kind of he was seventy. He had cancer. It was kind of like that Norm Macdonald story. He oh my god didn't tell anybody. No idea. No idea. Yeah, and so um, oh, you know, my social networking field like a feed is like everyone else is just full of stories about uh, Pee Wee Herman and um, and of course some of the other great characters Paul Rubens played uh, what was your I don't think this is a, somebody we talked about a lot so what was your recollections of uh, Paul Rubens was it Pee Wee's Big Adventure was it Pee Wee's oh, Playhouse yeah. I mean there's there's um, it's it's got to be Pee Wee I mean that that character is just an icon you know I mean you know, I remember, uh, I think we watched Pee-wee's Big Adventure when we were, good Lord, probably teenagers or just yeah. out of high school or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And I... I remember watching it and it was hysterical. And, and there were so many jokes that just, you know, you never forget. I mean, there, there are so many, there, there, there are many jokes that we hear, like, as you know, we go through life and everything. But there are some jokes that just stay with you. And like, you know, there's no basement in the Alamo or, 
tell him that large Marge sent you. You know, Francis, I want your bike, Pee Wee. I mean, all of that. I mean, I remember seeing the guy who played Francis in the movie Leprechaun. <laughs> Which with, Leprechaun? Uh, the first one with Jennifer Jennifer Aniston. Yes, didn't he? Like he owned the house. He or, did, but yeah. he was as almost as wacky as he was in the Pee Wee uh, Big Adventure movie, Pee Wee's, and um, just. Uh, I mean, there's just so many things about uh, about about uh, Pee Wee. I remember watching him on Saturday morning. I think with Pee Wee's Playhouse. I think um, it's 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 a tragedy. I you know. The yeah, I was seventy thinking... is way too young. You know, I, and and to hear that he suffered through cancer and everything that just that's just awful. You know. Yeah. And it's just, my heart goes out to him, to his family. You know to to people who truly enjoyed uh, his 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 artistry, he 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 was you know just a really um, you know he was a great comedian, and yeah. uh, you don't get a lot like him that come along. No, no, you you don't get many. I remember uh, the first time I ever saw Pee Wee Herman. Uh, I remember this really clearly because my it was New Year's. I was staying up with my dad at I think I think it was probably eighty four into 85 and uh we watched conan the destroyer which is Ooh, really awesome yeah i just i think it just left it's just left netflix today because i rewatched both um rewatched both conans because of the conan documentary series on uh mm-hmm. the arnold documentary series rather on netflix is fantastic and so i ended up watching conan conan the destroyer is a horrible film but my dad had rented it for New Year, so like even Andy Richter couldn't save that. No, Andy Richter's not even in it, <laughs> but still, Andy Richter couldn't save Cabin Boy. Ouch! <laughs> but uh, well, he was also an elf. He did a good job in. Elf. He was. He was movie. good in Elf. I'm was sorry, him? And, I'm joking around. Joking. He and K. E. and K. G. were partners in Elf. They got the idea to bring Peter Dinklage in. But movie. but I remember we were watching Conan yeah. the Destroyer on New Year's, and I think it was one of the latest. I stayed up, and I remember when my dad turned it off to rewind it. David Letterman was on, and I think this was the first time I ever saw David Letterman because it must have been like one in the morning. Mm-hmm. And Pee Wee was on as a musical guest, and he was break dancing, and he was just taking Hummel figurines and smashing them on the floor. <laughs> And uh, and the stage was a mess. And Dave, Dave came out mm-hmm. and he's like, "Well, that was that was really unique, Pee Wee." And he's like, "He's like, yeah, it's called breakdancing. I didn't know what to break." And I went, "What the hell is all of this?" Because <laughs> I had never seen David Letterman before. And this is like the '80s David Letterman when he mm-hmm. was really out there. And then right, 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 I right. Ne- I did not know what Pee Wee was, but it was this guy in this suit with a bow tie throwing things. And then dancing. Few, that's hysterical. And then a few months later, I'm disappointed like, that I didn't come up with that joke. Ah, uh, well, that's you would have great. You would have been 13. I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah, no, no. He actually says that really briefly in Pee's Big Adventure. It's almost a throwaway when he's uh, when he's doing the tequila in the biker bar. He jumps up on the bar. And oh my dancing. god, that's right. So it's a callback to that bit. But I, but I remember thinking like I've never seen anything like any of this before. I've never seen anything like this kind of talk show, and I've never seen anything like this kind of guest. And then it was, yeah. I think I saw Pee Wee's Big Adventure late. I didn't go, 
but I, I saw it on HBO and it was actually, I remember really clear. It was on HBO around the same time I started in high school at cathedral. And it was a huge change for me. Mm. Um, because, you know, because it was like, it was in a different town. I didn't really know anybody. And I just kind of right. felt lost. And I remember HBO was just showing it a lot. And I just watched it over and over and over again. And it's a perfect movie. It's, oh, uh, it's such a fun movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's Tim Burton's first movie. Phil Hartman wrote it. There's just mm-hmm. so much. And you're right. There's just, there, there are so many times I quote that movie in daily life. I don't, I don't know that there's anything funnier than, is this something you'd like to share with the rest of us, Amazing Larry? And the old guy with the mohawk just goes like, ooh. That's great. That's a great uh, one. Oh yeah, my God. many, 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 many times when I've talked to people, I go, oh, yes, that's me. They call me Chuck. Just, these little, little moments. It's, it's, it's held up really well. It's such a strange film. And he never quite hit it in the same way. Again, I've seen a lot of people younger than us posting about Pee-wee's Playhouse, um, you know, because they were at a formative mm-hmm. age. I think yeah. you, and I, you and I were high school students, and I would see it and be like, all right, you're doing something something here. Because so much of his, his persona was like a throwback to like 50s kid shows. So he made this 80s kid show that was a throwback to 50s kid show, and it resonated yeah. with yeah. 80s kids. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and he, I mean, it's, you know, it's just, I remember I, I love that talking chair. <laughs> cherry like you know and there's there's just something so uh just so something so innocent about him and something but but something that also i mean on the on the on the underside there was like some there was some really really you know funny jokes in there that you yeah. know that that were uh you know you know that um you know resonate with like with with everybody so yeah, no. Yeah, it was. It's, yeah, it was a big loss. And, a really unique voice. Was. He's so precise and knew what he was doing, and he was in touch with who he was because he, you know, even even after yeah. like he was arrested and the Pee-wee's Playhouse was shut down, he was still this just. He was still such a persona that he would do yeah. these character roles. Like Tim Burton kept hiring him, which I always thought was great. You know, he has mm-hmm. a wordless cameo in Batman Returns. He's one of the voices in Nightmare Before Christmas. He did a Thirty right. Rock. He played Batmite and Batman Brave and the Bold. Like uh, th- there was always a reason to turn to Paul Rubens. You could see him in a cameo in Blues Brothers way before Pee Wee takes off. He's like mm-hmm. the he's like the waiter in the restaurant. Uh, yeah, wow, you're really you're much more familiar with his work uh, than, than I am. I've but, been reminded well, of a lot of things just today. But was he, he in Buffy? He was. He was in the, the Buffy movie, and I That's and it right. was. It was right that. around the time he got arrested that he plays a totally different character. He has a goatee and long hair. He's one of the vampires. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It didn't look like Pee Wee at all. You know? Didn't look like Pee Wee at all. And the movie you doesn't know. look anything like the TV show at all. No, no, not at all. It's you a, know? Yeah. It's and, a, and, and, and the thing is, is that, like, you know, the whole thing about, like, you know, what happened with him in his personal life. I mean, you know, I just, you know, I just, I, I never cared about that. You know what people do in their own personal lives is is, is their own matter. Doesn't bother me. Doesn't doesn't affect me. Doesn't you know anything like that. And 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 you know the thing is is that um, I'm glad that I'm glad that there was a, he got that redemption. You know what I'm saying yeah. to be able to to come back. You know because I think in today's world when you get canceled it's almost like that's it. But but I'm glad that because you know it was just it was I think it was Dennis Miller who once said. 
hey, he without a free hand cast the first stone, <laughs> something like that. And I think it was, I think it was on Saturday Night Live or something like that. And it was just like, it's just like, I mean, yeah, like, come on, you know, let's 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 not pretend that uh, we all don't have our our, you know, right. we all have our sides to us that we are that we keep, you know, private. And, and it was a, and it was a different time. Our... Business, but they're wrong. It was a different time. I remember they. It caught, was a different time. They caught Fred Willard in a porn theater, and people were like, "Good for you! You're so old." <laughs> you know, it it was it was like a badge of honor. It was a badge of honor. I remember actually. It, I guess around 2010, 2011, he had a, a really successful run on Broadway. He brought Pee-wee's Playhouse mm-hmm. back to Broadway, and we we actually all had tickets around Christmas, and this huge blizzard hit, and we ended oh. up never, we ended up never going. But a friend of mine went. And like waited backstage for him and Pee Wee invited him out to dinner. And we made many, many jokes about Pee Wee <laughs> inviting this guy to dinner. But then he said, when he went there, there were like 10 fans and he just had dinner with them. And they said he was great. He just hung out with them, paid for dinner. And well, that's a testament you know? to his character. Yeah. And had a great night. Like, so, you know, that's, that, that's beautiful. I truly, that. I, yeah. Like it was with, a great story. Yeah. Without Pee Wee, like, you know, we wouldn't even have a Tim Burton. It's like, he's, a major oh, Pee-wee's, you know, mark. Pee-wee's awesome. I, you know, I, it's funny. I, I just mentioned it to Jen and she was just like, you know, my wife is just, just like, oh, come on, no way. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like 70. And I'm like, I think you're 70. I mean, God, God, that's so young. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I lost yeah. my mom at 70. It's just it's way, a, it's way too freaking young. Yeah. And, and it gets younger every you know, year. Oh, yeah, I yeah. found out like I was in one the middle of, the of it. One of the guys I work with, one of the guys I work with, says we're closer to the end than we are to the beginning, and I'm like, Ugh. oh yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I don't plan. I don't plan to be here at a hundred. <laughs> I would like to make a hundred just because I want to see me on a Smucker's jar, but um, you want to be Norman Lear. I, I, you know what? I don't want to be around a hundred if I'm in some sort of like. Um, uh, 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 debilitative state where you know someone's wiping my ass or you know i'm being fed through some tube or something you know like it means that. getting out at 80 and like and like hey you're you're still mobile and still doing everything and then you just died in your sleep hey i'll sign up for that in a heartbeat yeah it's not like bob hope at the end no <laughs> <laughs> I'm not laughing at that, but I'm just like, yeah, you are. No, 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 no. I'm just, no one wants to be, no one wants to be like, they don't know who they are or what they're doing or, right. Or, you know, of course, somebody argue that right now, I don't know who I am or what I'm doing. What am I doing here? Who am I? Who am I? What am I talking about? Yeah, but uh, but, but no, truly, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, truly, we're uh, we're never going to see another Paul Rubens again in a long time, and I think we're no, yeah, and then I've been saying this a lot lately. It's just, you know, we're you know we're Gen Xers in our fifties. A lot of our childhood heroes are in their seventies and eighties. You know, it's going to keep happening. Yep. Unfortunately, yeah, and the yeah. thing is, is that like you lose some people way too young. Rubens was way too young. Yeah. Tom Petty, I think, was only 66. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Way too young and still vital. His last Prince, album was great. I forget how old Prince was. He's Prince, was, I 60. think, was even younger than Tom Petty, yeah. 
the young 60s or something like that. Yeah, so, yeah. It's and, just and, like, and even know. even uh, Bowie. Bowie wasn't that old. I was about to say Bowie, yeah. Yeah. You know, all these all these guys who were just like, you know, our heroes and all of a sudden. Well, it was like know? it was like when I saw Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which is a movie I liked a lot. I've seen it twice. But looking at Harrison Ford, I you, you can't help but think like, how much longer we got with Harrison Ford? Hopefully a lot. You know, Hopefully he's 80. Well, 80s is 80s, 80 is the new 70. Yeah. Well, you want to be one of those guys that like when you go out in your 90s, like I remember when Christopher Lee died, you were just like, yeah, good life. Good job. Well done. You well know? done. So speaking of well done, <laughs> I want to swing. the Not the Flash movie. Thing. Oh, yeah. I have yet to see The Flash. I can buy it now for $25. I would save that $25. All right. I'll I, raise you. I would take that $25. I'll lower you. I would roll I'll it lower up. you to, to four <laughs> on Amazon. If yes. you're really desperate, or if you're really, really uh, randy, I'd say wait till it's on a $1.99 special at Sam Goody. There's <laughs> an age for you. Find a Sam Goody first. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll well, there's it. time travel involved. So apparently, Who's the Sam Goody? You have to travel back in time, find a oh. Sam Goody, and then ask him for a 2023 movie. You know, you and then go they'll go to the multiverse to find Sam Goody. You can't eat. I don't. You couldn't even find the 1990 Flash TV show in a Sam Goody's. But yeah, oh. I, I, I did not want to give this movie my money, and I saw Indiana Jones twice. Um, but you saw it and you're not even a big DC fan. Why did you go? Was it like the only thing open that you know, weekend? I think it was. I think, I don't know what it, you know, looking back on it, probably should have went to go see the Spider-Verse. Oh, Spider-Verse you know? was great. I heard that. Yeah. I heard that. And, and, and basically the same movie because they're all doing multiverses. Some of the guys at work are busting my, must busting my, you know, Balls about uh, about about like how bad I thought the Flash was. I was just like, you know, I'm like, you're you're screwing with me, right? The one guy I think is screwing with me because he thinks Justice League is like Citizen Kane. Oh, there's those Snyder guys, though. There's the, the Snyder guys. Okay, the Snyder. I cannot reason with the Snyder guys. I don't want to. I don't want to to lump them in the same category, but I feel right. like reasoning with a Snyder guy is like reasoning with a Trump guy. You like. <laughs> They're aware. I feel like they're aware of the shortcomings of their guy, but they will never admit it to you. Well, the funny thing is, is that like even even like there's one guy who I never agree with. He liked it, which I expected, and I expected the other guy who's the Snyder guy. But there was a third guy who was just like, "Howie, I like that movie. What's what's up?" And I'm like, "Wait a minute! I walked out of that movie like aggravated, you know." And that's hard to do. I, I always I always remind myself that like when you make the commitment to go to a movie and you you pay the extra money and you drive there and that's your evening, maybe you eat around it or maybe you don't, but like like your day is going to that movie. It's hard to accept that you're at a bad right. right. Usually usually cool. you go, that was pretty good, and then a week later you get home and you're like, What the hell? You know? But you know, even even though my wife was just kind of like that. That was that was pretty bad, <laughs> and there was a father and the son next to me, and 
And the father's like, they did, and they disowned each other. They were like, <laughs> "You're no son of mine taking me to that movie." I hate you, Dad. <laughs> I wish I could go back in time and beat you up before we saw this movie. I want to go to the multiverse where Molly was sleeping with somebody else. <laughs> I want to go to the multiverse where this movie didn't exist. <laughs> like, because the thing is, is that like, not only are you making a commitment to this movie, you're also making a commitment to twice the Ezra Miller that you can handle. Yeah, there was a petition with uh for for this movie because when they when they showed in the trailer that there was going to be two Ezra Millers, the smartest thing I saw was there was a petition going like, "Come on, man, two Ezra Millers, make one of them the CW kid at least." Oh my god. I mean, but I feel like that might have helped. People like Maybe. Yeah. Grant Gustin, the kid who played him in the TV show, people liked him. Like, like, look, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know Ezra Miller's work before, before this. I mean, he could be like, you know, how everyone makes fun of Hayden Christensen for, uh, for uh, you know, for the prequels. Yeah. You know, well, he had he he's had a few. Hayden Christensen has has had some really really good movies. Maybe Ezra Miller has had two, but this wasn't one of them. <laughs> Whoa! Holy damn! So, okay, bad. so yes, it was like it was like I thought they would like. I'm like, you're just basically ripping off Marvel right now, and that that's how it you're felt. Just basically, you're just you're just you know what? If you're gonna do the multiverse, at least do it good, you know. Yeah. And then they started throwing in like the uh, those little like jokes. I'm like, wait a minute. I don't go to DC for jokes. <laughs> no. Stood up. Is, I'm not here a, for jokes. a brooding Christian bail. I don't go to DC for jokes. Well, I was, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't go to, yeah. I, I, I don't go to DC. Well, my problem is I don't go to DC I'll for go to Marvel jokes. for jokes. You get me, you get me some Deadpool. Yeah. Marvel's always you been know? funnier. I mean, Stan Lee's. Oh yeah, Stan Lee's funnier than most guys writing comics in the sixties. You know, yeah, it's just, I you it's, know, the, the, but the problem I've had with DC is like I don't go to DC for brooding. I go to Batman for brooding, but he's the guy that stands out. The Justice League—they're all pretty good, happy-go-lucky guys, except for Batman. Well, yeah, but then yeah. they made them all Batman. I mean, they had Deadpool as Green Lantern, and they made them all Batman. <laughs> It's just like, oh man, it was. What? It so, was what bothered like, you the most about it? Well, first of all, hmm, what bothered me first? Yeah, okay. What you me first of all, was that the popcorn didn't taste so good. Okay, no, you cannot blame the movie on your popcorn <laughs> unless the movie was so bad it dulled your taste buds. Well, that's the thing is, it's like sometimes I'm able to cope. Because I go to see a lot of bad horror movies. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm able to cope through like, because like like a, that that movie popcorn. There's nothing like movie popcorn. Yeah, you know? movie popcorn was pretty good. We we got uh, we got Sebastian through all of Indiana Jones through movie popcorn, and he movie didn't popcorn remember and cherry coke. That's the only time I'll drink. Oh, coke. cherry coke. Oh, cherry That's coke and thing, movie huh? popcorn. That, but the thing was, was that like the popcorn just didn't taste well. Didn't taste good. 
So it literally oh, didn't. You're not. You're not so, being so immediately I'm going in there in a foul mood. <laughs> I'm in a foul mood. Yeah. You know why am I repeating everything twice? Uh, the <laughs> because is, you're emphasizing it. That's why. Because I am. I am. You are emphatic. I'm definitely emphatic. Emphatic. <laughs> but the thing is, is that like uh, with the um, okay, seriously, the thing is, is that uh, okay. The first thing was like he goes to go get his um, cup of coffee in the morning before going to work. And that dude behind, like, you know, who's working in the Starbucks just annoyed the living shit out of me. Oh, the guy in the movie? Or did yeah. You... Okay. You were, so, you were so fixated on the popcorn. I thought you also went to Starbucks. No, because I really that, like... thought your review was going to be about your trip to the theater. And then a no, guy no, no, cut no, no, me off. Two stars. <laughs> you know, the thing is, is that, like, you know, the, the thing is, is that, like, the, um, the uh, the uh, what do you call it? the uh, 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 you know ornery Starbucks thing uh, Starbucks worker whatever whatever coffee shop it was right I've seen it before okay yeah we know it's early in the morning everyone's tired everyone's getting yeah you know what seen it next you know yeah so, so that late. was it then all of a sudden yeah yeah and, and then all of a sudden now there's these bad special effects where he's it's like trying to catch all these babies that fell out of a window. You know, the hospital blew up. I saw clips of that in the commercial. How many babies? I don't know. <laughs> there were just babies everywhere you looked? There's babies just falling out of the sky. And, like, of course, like, for the, yeah. For no the first time in history, it's going to start raining babies. It's raining Feeding babies. babies. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But the thing is, is that, like, yeah, I mean, come on. Like, I was just like, oh, God. And then, and then, like, the, uh, I think there, there was a dog involved or something like that. Oh, like, remember? Uh-huh. You know what? Every time you say there was a dog involved, I only, th- I always think uh, Independence Day. You and I saw Independence Day when it came out. And that was a movie where, like, I we, hated that one too. Yes, I, so did I. We hated that movie together. It's but funny I, my wife loves that movie. My my, I remember my memory was we thought it was going to be just dumb fun, and then it wasn't any fun. And it was just dumb. <laughs> but it was just dumb. And I remember yeah. there was a scene where like the aliens are like blasting a tunnel and people are trying to get out through the tunnel and this dog is running. And I remember you said out loud, "If that dog survives, I'm done." <laughs> and then the <laughs> I said dog, that. Yes, and then the dog dodges a laser blast in slow motion. Of course he does. Of course he does. And after that, we never forgave that movie. I can't remember the thing that ever that happened after that. That movie has Jeff Goldblum in it, and I can't watch it. You know, I mean, my God, it's like 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 um, you know, the Flash. The Flash made made Battleship look good. Ooh, I forgot about Battleship. Have you ever seen Battleship? No, is it? I'm really hoping it's. Now, and I love Rihanna. I love Rihanna. Rihanna's in it? Rihanna's in it. You know? And at the end of the movie, she's like, Mahalo, motherfucker. And I was just like, oh, God. Oh, God, no. I was like, that was so cheesy. 
That was so bad. Well, they made a movie. But I love Battleship. Don't get me wrong. But this is, is, oh my God. Okay. The premise of Battleship is like, okay, Liam Neeson is in it for like 20 seconds. Really? Or lost the card game. So he's like Brian Cranston in Godzilla. Even less. Wow. He's like Ice T in Clinton Road. <laughs> he's like Ice T in Leprechaun in the Hood. No, even less than that. <laughs> like, Liam Neeson basically came in, delivered a few lines, did a couple of scenes, and went home. He's like Krusty the Clown from the doing the voiceover thing. You know? Yeah. And from from that episode of The Simpsons that I forget. Yeah. Anyways. So and they, it's the one I remember. It's the one where Lisa makes her own Malibu Stacy. There you go. Which Thank would be you. really timely if I got to Barbie yesterday, but we literally, this hasn't happened to me in years, got to the theater on a Sunday afternoon and it was sold out. No way, and really? Really. It was, it's a week later. It was a big local theater. Yeah. You know, quiet little downtown sold out. Oh, is that the, is that the small little antique theater? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that theater. I know. I loved it too because we figured let's avoid the malls, let's avoid the multiplexes, and Small we'll just move. head over. Yeah. And I figured, all right, it's been playing for a while. And you, you know, you make the mistake that because it's not as not important for you, you think it's going to be easy, you know? Right. Like, you know, yeah, like yeah, I bought yeah. Indiana Jones tickets like a week before. And it, you know, and more gotcha. a lot more people have seen Barbie than Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Mm. You should see the movie Oppenheimer. I hear it's the bomb. <laughs> you it's have been waiting to have a chance to record that joke for posterity. You know, I told that at work. And that I joke would food. work so much better if it wasn't doing well. As I, like, if it wasn't doing well, you, know, you hear about the movie you know? Oppenheimer? I heard it bombed. And then you hit the guy because he, he that's the, the only tag to that joke is hitting the guy. Ah, huh? ah. Huh? Oh my god. And then you drink yeah. alone. That's how that joke goes. Oh, by the way, one more thing about Battleship. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's go back to Battleship. In that's Battleship, right? Yeah. Just 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 for just for just for a wee bit of a moment. A wee bit. In Battleship, so the guy who's like the main character, he's the anti Not Liam Neeson. Of course, you know. Gets into a fight, you know, is is involved with Liam Neeson's daughter. Not happy about that one. Wow. Okay. Gets into a fight on the battleship, gets thrown in the brig. Okay. Okay. So what happens is, is that something happens that every senior crew member of the ship is somewhat incapacitated. So now they say, well, who's next in line to, you know, give, uh, give orders? Run the command. And they go, well, it's the guy in the brig. He's in charge. I see your face. Oh, my God. This is literally. I saw that this, face palm. This is this literally. Is so the guy who's basically doing KP is just like, well, since everyone else who was here is now gone, I guess he's in charge. <laughs> uh oh I can't believe an adult wrote that uh, this is that's literally the plot of the 2009 Star Trek 
That's how Kirk commands the Enterprise in that movie. Speaking of Star Trek, yes, I did see something on Pluto TV. Shocker! That uh, yeah, Star Pluto TV Deep has Space Nine. Yeah, Deep Space Nine, and they were wearing baseball uniforms. Oh yeah, that's not my favorite. The Niners, and I said the Niners. Yes, got to ask Clark about that. Yeah, there there was a subplot about how like the captain loves baseball and baseball doesn't exist in the 24th century. So it's like this vintage game he's really into. And then they all go on the holodeck and play baseball. And it's like, it's like the, it's all right. It's the final season and they play against a team of Vulcans, which just, I, I can't put my finger on why, but that doesn't sound fair. Yeah. Yeah, there are two. Pluto TV has <laughs> two has two simultaneous Star Trek channels. That's pretty cool. I, I you know what? I gotta say, I'm digging Pluto TV probably more than I dig like the like the major streamers. Like, well, the, you uh, you turned me on to Pluto TV. I think, uh, oh, God, I think it was five years ago. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> to Pluto TV. Ooh. Uh, I had a neighbor who drove around with Pluto TV, like like decals all over his car, and he got Did the he people com- people in my in my in my uh, neighborhood complained about it. They complained about his car with Pluto TV. That you sounds like you made it up. Like you could put Pluto you, if you if you Google like 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 if when Pluto TV was first starting out, if you put Pluto TV like the they basically covered your car, every inch of your car, with the Pluto TV logo, yeah. and you would get money for it. And some of the neighbors were like, "This is an eyesore." <laughs> Which kind I of was, re- yeah, but I was really hoping you were going to say, "This is an outrage." This, this is an outrage. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, people people complained about it. There's an eyesore. That's that. Sometimes people just have too much time on there. Is that how you found out about Pluto TV? Because it was driving. No, 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 no. No, I. um, So when I first got a Roku, Mm -hmm. I was just like, oh, my God. Well, you can get all these different channels. And I was just like, well, let's see what we've got. And, you know, of course, there's Netflix and there's Prime and there's Hulu and there's Disney and there's. you know, well, they didn't have Discovery, they didn't have Paramount, okay, but they did have, like, Zylo, and they did have, um, I guess, YouTube, and they did have, um, I guess they had, um, uh, you know, some form of direct TV. Yes, this could go on forever, Allie. (laughs) I was waiting for you to stop me, man. I was trying to be polite. (laughs) It's like, I'm running out of networks, dude, help me. You know, they have comet TV and it's like, it's strictly just comet TV and it goes, it's like, you don't even have to provide a, a cable provider. It goes to a slate during commercials that says, we'll be back soon. And I'm like, Oh, Peacock awesome. does that a lot. Peacock does that on their channels. Peacock does do that. Yeah. Cause I'll put on you the, uh, I'll put on the, ran- all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll put on the randomized SNL channel. If I can't find mm. anything to watch. And it's always yep. like you get three sketches and then it just goes to that like we'll be that, right back. We'll be right back. It's Loading. like a minute break. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, Pluto mm-hmm. TV, they have like it's weird. They they'll have breaks like every five minutes, but it's the same commercial. It's yeah, it's the same. Like they 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 must have a little trouble selling some ad time. Yeah. So sometimes there was there was one time there's there's this Broadway show on, and it was just like I was just like, if I hear this woman sing this song one more time, I swear I'm going to scream. You know, because it was. Say- just, did she say it's a great show? Amen. Oh my God. I remember that. That was funny. That was what was that for? Was that the Fantastics for Mama Mia? I think it was some Broadway play during the 80s. Yeah, but you it's said a great show. Amen. Yes, you, you quoted that for the next 10 years. I love that guy. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Well, I do you remember you know, there was do you remember there was yeah. a there was a Saturday Night Live parody of those Broadway shows? That was about uh, it was John Lovitz was a hypnotist, and so everyone who was giving everyone who was giving a review outside of the theater said the same thing <laughs> in the same monotone. They all went, "I loved it. It was much better than Cats. I'm going to see it again and again." And it was every single person, and then they went. The New York Times writes, "I loved it. It was much better than Cats. I'm going to see it again and again." That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. it's funny. Like, Jen said that she saw Cats, and she's just like, I hated it. Have you seen the movie Cats? Hell no. Oh, God. Hell no. It was on HBO Max, and the boys and I subjected ourselves to it one night, and we could not believe And the cast they got, they're like, they're making like Idris Elba and me and McKellen run around in those cat suits. With the CG... Cat, it's you know? really disturbing. It's like Uncanny Valley, but you can see the actors. Like the actors were hoping they weren't no. real anymore. I know I watch a lot of crap, and I will admit it. Mm-hmm. I know I watch the same thing over and over again, but I will not watch Cats. You watch the principle. same thing. Over and over again. That that's kind of how I feel about the Flash. But I do think once it shows up on HBO Max, I'm going to be like, "All right, I'll see it." And you know that's worked out so well for me with Black Adam and Shazam too. Oh, ow! Shazam two is that the one hurt. that really hurt because I really enjoyed Shazam one. But mm. yeah, they were rough. I, I didn't. They I didn't were rough. Anything about Black. Adam, it's horrible. That just, that just kind of like came and, and went. Was it was it the, yeah, the Rock was in it? Dwayne Johnson had the Rock. Yeah, the Rock well, played usually, Black Adam. It was. Usually, I mean, you know, I saw him in. Uh, I've seen the Rock in plenty of things, but like, like, um, he's usually pretty reliable. Yeah, but you know what? I think it was it was like when Will Smith did Suicide Squad. It was like they were they were attaching themselves to a big franchise, but they didn't know why. Mm. You know, like they didn't quite. Un- and and with Will Smith and Suicide Squad, it was still an ensemble piece. It's a bad movie, but it was. But he wasn't solely right. responsible for it. Black Adam. Black Adam is like the Rock's movie because they sh- like the Justice Society shows up to stop him, but those people are just like thrown into it and thrown out of it. It's. 
Does it's, it have a little theme song yeah. that went black? Ah, Tom Black. Ah, Tom. <laughs> he's, very, <laughs> he's very. He's not Shazam at all. <laughs> black. Ah, Tom. Well, that that's the other crazy <laughs> thing. This is very bad. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's very bad indeed. No, no, I, no. I've never seen the movie, of course, so I can't. Don't, see. don't. And I like, won't. And you know, and, and, and I know you and I will see bad movies on the sole reason that they're bad, and we want to know how bad yes. they are. That's how this one's not worth. Could they be? This one's not worth that. That's it's 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 bad. It's a it's no, a bad, bad. It reminds me of. Um, I mean, it's a different kind of bad, but I always say, you know, the worst movie I ever saw was Batman and Robin. It was, you know, I've seen Manos: The Hand of Fate. I've seen Plan Nine from Outer Space. Like I've seen these disasters, but Batman and Robin like had everything going for it and fucked it up completely. So did you see Manos on Mystery Science or did you see? Yeah, Manos I saw it. On, I don't think anybody saw it before Mystery Science. Like I, that, that's. I think that. it was just like in a vault somewhere. Well, no, not in a vault, in a stock room somewhere. You know that. That thing was gold for Mystery Science Theater. Yeah, gold. there were. I mean, there were. That put them. I mean, people say usually like you know they 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 hit their they found their they found their purpose with side hackers, but I think they really were at the top of the game with Manos. Yeah, I re I still really adore side hackers. That's the jokes in that are so so strong. Well, you know what's funny? That side hackers was out first. Yeah, well, I saw the what cave dwellers the um the one right before oh, and I. One. I watched it and then I called you and I said, we have to see this. And then you came over the next week and that was side hackers. So it had, it was the second one I saw, but it was the first one that That's we saw perfect. together. And then we were obsessed I, with mystery science theater for the next yeah. five years. Yeah. Well, more than that, because again, it's on Pluto TV. It's, it's so is riff tracks, <laughs> you know, well, they'll mix that in on Pluto TV from time to time. I think. Yeah. With cinematic Titanic. Yeah. But the thing is, is that like, you know what? I've discovered that, and maybe this is, and, I, and this is when I texted you earlier today. Maybe this is me as the turning into the cranky old bastard. Is that? Is that? I almost am like. I feel safe with the, uh, with the, uh, you know, with the mystery science theaters and the Godzillas that I see on Pluto TV, mm-hmm. because that's what I'm used to. That's what I grew up with. I I I I um I liken it almost to like a band that like when you go to a concert and they're like and hey, we're gonna do some new material now and you're like no no don't don't do that no you know that's Everyone, how you are with Mister you know I'm like it's just like we're at you know we're at the um Tom Petty show like you know God like you know 15 years ago and 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 Mister Petty's just kind of like he's like. We're going to do some new material now. I know some of you are going to sit down. We're going to just get through this one song. And I promise we're going to go back to our old stuff. The man was apologizing. Yeah. It's his concert. But yet, it's just like every, any, like, I remember I saw, like, oh, God, I want to go see Iron Maiden. And, like, they did, like, a couple of, like, their old things. And they're like, all right. And then they did, like, 10 new songs. And it was just, like, in a row. Oh. Yeah, it's like, it's like, come out for the encore. Maybe you'll do something I know. 
Yeah, you know what? It's like, please don't do anything new. Just stay in the zone that I'm comfortable with. (laughs) (laughs) Please, for the love of God. It's the re. You know what? I have two things to say about that. First of all, it's the reason I don't write songs anymore because I don't think middle-aged men have anything to say in rock and roll. <laughs> Most probably not. Correct. No, by the time you're 40, you're about tapped out. The other thing is when you were saying it's like a new mystery science theater is like a band that starts playing their new material. I feel like if mystery science theater was a, a lot was a live concert, they'd go, and now here's Jonah, and you'd be like, no. It's like, no, no. Stay in the Joel zone. I'll take Mike, for God's sake. I like, you know. You know I you like Mike more than you like Mike. I like, Yeah, you like Mike more than I like Mike. But I like the new Mystery Science Theater more than you do. I like, I like Jonah and Emily. I like the Netflix seasons and the Kickstarter seasons more than you know, some of the Mike I'm seasons. I'm not saying that they're not funny, you know. Mm-hmm. What I'm just saying is just like, I think Joel... And 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 the Mads were at such a level that you know it's just like it's 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 hard to it's hard to it's hard to compete with that. It's yeah, there was like, a there was a vibe. I mean, like you know when when you hit your peak, you know it's not going to last forever, and you always try to like you always try to bring it back and grab it again. Yeah, uh, I mean, they reboot everything, and you're like, okay, well, how close do they get to hitting it? I like the Mystery Science Theater is like trying to pass the torch to a generation that grew up with it, like people that are our age. Um, sure, and sure, I sure. do think it's funny. The only like, some I love sketches are painful, and some I love, the, yeah, some of the sketches are not good, but but I some of the jokes in the movies are amazing. Jonah, Emily, uh, Patricia Day, mm-hmm. um, I forget the guy with the. The he looks kind of like Frank. Yeah, Pat Oswalt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Pat Oswalt's in everything. You know, they are talented people. They are funny, but it's just like I'm judging them against Joel, and it's and it's and it's almost. Well, you're judging fair. them against your youth. That's the problem. That's true. You know, that like um, I you know, again, I, old I, bastard. Yeah, I like I really loved. Um, I guess last a year ago. I really love that new season of Kids in the Hall they did because they weren't trying to be young anymore. They were just like, "Hey, what what sketches about being middle aged can the can the five of us write together?" It was kind of like seeing Monty Python: The Meaning of Life, you know? Right. Okay. They weren't yep. going to do the show again, and I really appreciated that. And what and it wasn't mm-hmm. funny on its own terms. It was really funny on its own terms. Mm. So I kind of yeah. like when things evolve, but I but I agree there is a sweet spot. Most things you love. Just hit this sweet spot. I remember, God, I was watching uh, an episode of Batman the Animated Series the other day, and mm-hmm. that that show is just still the gold standard of Batman for me. Like they did every everything right, and you, you, I just hold it up as like it's so good compared to every other version of Batman they've made. But mm-hmm. there there is stuff by the end. Like they made a couple of straight to DVD movies like after the show was done, and it was like. Guys, it was time to stop, and you didn't stop. Yeah, you know, I always think of the X Files. I loved the X Files in the nineties. Those it mm-hmm. it was on too long, and then they brought it back for a movie, yeah. but it had been yeah. too long. And then they brought it back for two more seasons, and it had been too long. 
you know? Well, even us, when we used to do our, our sketches and stuff. Yeah, we've been around too time, long. There was a time we're just like, okay, I think we've, I think we've done well. Let's, 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 now it's time to pump the brakes. Now, you know, maybe we'll have an idea here or there, but, you know. Well, you and I, we there must be do... a natural, there'll, there'll be some new natural progression. And this is kind of it. It, it kind of is. Cause when we were in college, we did a lot of, we did a lot of improv. And I always like to say it was the days before UCB moved to New York. So there was no actual improv in New York. So right. you and I just kind of felt it out for ourselves. So we would do mm-hmm. characters and we would do sketches and we wouldn't write anything. And we would write mm-hmm. song parodies and like do them yeah. on a four track. And it was really fun for a long time. And then we stretched ourselves and we got a video camera. We we did some sketches on video. And then we did like a, uh, like a short film that we really enjoyed. And then we wrote a feature length sequel to that short film. <laughs> and we hit the wall with technology in the mid nineties. So it's like, did. I don't, you know, you and I were not able to make a feature film with a VHS camera and no one else willing to help us. That's right. So, but you're right. It did kind of evolve into, you know, we have now been, I've been doing this podcast for 10 years. You've That's probably amazing. been on it 15 times. You know, the first so you, time I was on it was in 2016. Yeah, that's that is you now set. That's now seven years ago. That's wow. That's seven amazing. out of the ten. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, you know. So you know, you you do find ways to kind of you you find ways to like do something new and and evolve it, but you also have to admit that's like there there may have been a peak. You know. Yeah, was, like I admit, like and and. You know, at, at at the risk of you know, my wife never wanting to sleep with me again. Me watching all these Godzilla movies, you know. Yeah. Well, that's your new obsession is, now. The first thing is, oh, that's my new obsession. It's replaced Mystery Science for for a bit. And you've always loved Godzilla, but you never had this kind of access. I've never had like, I remember going to I think Woolworths. If anyone remembers that store. Mm-hmm. Um. And they had a five VHS thing of like Godzilla. It was like Godzilla 1985, Godzilla versus Gigan, Godzilla versus Megalon, a couple of others, you know. Godzilla versus Megalon, by the way, my favorite lost theater. Yeah, Toho. They blended them together is amazing. Toho yanked the rights and I'm. I'm still kicking myself because I saw the DVD in a used DVD store like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it was like a hundred dollars for like four episodes. I'm like, I'm not paying that. That's gotta be like, it's gotta be something like $800 now. Oh my God. And it's one of the funniest ones. You know what? They did a second one. I think they did Godzilla versus the sea monster. Yeah, I think they which did. I never saw at all. Never. I will say this: the stuff they don't have the rights to stay on YouTube. Every now and then they pop up because I've I've seen Godzilla versus Megalon again on YouTube. And they end mm-hmm. up getting pulled down, but usually when when somebody uh, when they pull it down, somebody else just pops it up on another channel. That's cool. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, because no, the thing is, is that like I, I, you know, the thing is, is that you know, I grew up on Godzilla, and then the first thing I ever saw Godzilla was with with Raven Burr. You know, it's big and terrible. It's big and terrible. But the funny thing is, is that like that movie is really, really inferior compared to the first original 1954 version, which basically 
they had to put Raymond Burr in it so that it would appeal to an American audience. Right. Right. So, but the original Japanese version is really, there's a lot of, there's a lot of different social issues that they're talking about in that film. Well, they're dealing with being bombed. Well, yeah, that's first, that's number one. Yeah. Because they're like, they're basically like what, less than 10 years removed from Hiroshima and Nagasaki. So, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, you know, that's still fresh in their minds, you know, um, you know, I was actually watching, um, on Pluto TV, destroy all monsters. Godzilla pops up in New York, you know, and you know, the three big smokestacks that New York has. Yeah. Like, uh, I forget what they're called. Big Alice or something. I forget what they're called, but he blows them up. And then right next to that is like the United Nations. And he just, you know, bonds the, he just, just takes down like the United. I'm like, God damn. He just took down like of all the things in New York. He just, he went right for the UN. Well, what do the Jap- Japanese care about? You know, you know, I love that. It's and always I the, blame them. it. I love that. Like every time, uh, a movie has like something coming to destroy the earth. Yeah. They're always focused on wherever that movie was made. Cause it's like when I got into Dr. Who every six weeks, aliens land to destroy the earth. They <laughs> always land in London. And I'm oh. like in no other movie do aliens try to conquer the earth from London. You know, Independence day. Don't remember London being in that. Nope. I think it was all DC. Yeah, there was a lot of Los Angeles in that too. Uh, yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. But in the Godzilla, every, Tokyo, Tokyo, you know, and it's just like, oh my god, it's just like. But the thing is, is that like, the the funniest thing is, is that like with Godzilla, Godzilla became more of a. Um, he went, you know, you know, the the next realm of Godzilla which is Pluto TV, where they're all in chronological order. All of them are wow. in chronological order, which is amazing. So, it, yeah, so it's like seeing, it's like seeing reruns of Star Trek. They're no, they're not random. It's always, they always go in the same order. They're in the same order because the thing is, is that like, you know, Godzilla went from, you know, this sort of like social, you know, like movie that they did from in 54. And then they did a sequel because sequels, oh, it was extremely successful. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it a great movie. Uh, then they did, um, I think, a couple of movies with Godzilla versus whomever. They don't have Godzilla versus King Kong. Oh, versus Godzilla. That's a huge disappointment. That is that movie is so nuts. That King Kong is, is completely so off model. You know, my fa- my favorite thing in. Godzilla versus King Kong. Now this is the original '60s one, not the new one. The new one I kind of liked. It was dumb, but it was fun. Hey, we talked about that one. We, we did when it came out. Uh, but but in the original King Kong versus Godzilla, my favorite thing in that is like Godzilla knocks King Kong unconscious, and they pick him up, and they clearly pick up an empty suit with like a net, <laughs> and that one leg just hangs straight down. You know. With nothing just, in it. It's like picking up pajamas from the floor. Yeah. There's this one scene where Kong is basically just like, he just, he goes to like the, where the, uh, 
I guess the the villages are the natives were. Yeah. I don't know what I would call what what they'd be calling today's politically correct world, <laughs> but um, the thing is, is that um, uh, uh, um, all of a sudden he just starts drinking this berry juice and just gets, you know, crocked out of his mind and passes out. Before you know it, he's on the back of a barge getting dragged to Tokyo to try to get rid of Godzilla, you know. And in those yeah, there's there's a trope of drunk monsters. It's like you remember uh, Bride yeah. of Frankenstein. Oh, wine good, wine good. And he drink. There's this shot where he drinks it really, really bad. Then he just goes, oh. <laughs> it's like, like, like he looks like he's gonna throw up, and he's dizzy at the same time. He got roofied. And they, they just like hang on him where he's just like, oh. <laughs> you know, oh my God. Uh, yeah, it's the thing though. It's like with, um, with, with Godzilla though. The thing is, is that like, it's just like for the first few movies, Godzilla versus Mothra, Godzilla, King Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah. Like, God, you know, Ghidorah, the three-headed monster, mm-hmm. you know, all of a sudden it's funny. Mothra is having a conversation with Rodan and Godzilla. And the two little like Japanese you know, fit in the box. Yeah, I never and understood that whole Mothra like, deal. Like... Mothra is saying to Godzilla that we have to help the, the that we have to help people, and she's like, Godzilla just said that he doesn't care, and it's just like he didn't really say anything. Yeah, there would be these scenes of them just like jumping in front of each other and screaming. You know, you know? Godzilla said that humans are are human beings are all a bunch of bullies. So Mothra, Mothra yeah. was like a giant moth. I got that. But yeah. then there were these two tiny little girls in a box that were connected to Mothra. Right. Mothra. Yes, they sing the Mothra song. Are mm-hmm. they just like Mothra super fans? Because I'm there's groupies. I was totally curious. I don't know how they met Mothra. I don't, I don't know, know why they know Mothra. I don't know why they're the go-between for Mothra. You know, they're I, the you know, receptionist it's, it's, for Mothra. It's basically, yeah. I mean, it's it's the funniest, the funniest. It's it's a gimmick, I guess. You know, yeah. What giant moth is not enough of a gimmick? You know, but the funny thing is that Mothra. Look, I get said, it. You're a giant moth, but you need something for the people. You know, we you got to show a little leg. What sets you apart from all the giant caterpillars out there? You got two broads. I'm sorry, I should say. <laughs> this got... old Hollywood. You can get away with that, man. Uh, yeah, that's, I guess that's true, man. You got to put the uh, asses in the seats, Smothra. You know? Look, if you were a butterfly, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah. He's a giant moth who dies in every movie and then come out these an egg hatches and here come these two little caterpillars who kicked Godzilla's ass every time, you know, but it works. And then all of a sudden after like, after, you know, Godzilla, you know, starts to, you know, fight for humanity. Then all of a sudden, all the movies after that, he's the good guy, you know, with Godzilla versus guy game, Godzilla versus Megalon. Yeah. When does he make the turn from heel to Ghidorah, the three headed monster? He does the heel, heel face turn. Yeah, Ghidorah. Where Mothra and Mothra, Rodan, Godzilla's fighting Moth uh, Godzilla's fighting Rodan and Mothra talks to the both of them. And and basically Godzilla just sits down thinks about <laughs> and, it. And mm. just is just like, hmm. 
you know, as like Martha is talking to him and stuff. It's the funniest thing. I've been I've been watching this, this stuff on on Pluto TV. It goes from that to destroy all monsters to now Godzilla's you know the good guy. You know, then I guess Godzilla. People like I think he's I think Godzilla's had his he's ran his course. They brought Raymond Burr back in 1985. That oh, movie's that also one, yeah. not on not on Pluto TV. That's not a Toho, right? I think that's a Toho movie, yeah. Is it? I thought that was American made. I thought it was, was kind of like the I think they had Toho's blessing. I thought it was like the ninety eight one. Oh, the ninety eight one, yeah. They don't have that on Pluto, right? No. Matthew Broderick. No. Toho took that back quicker faster than they took that back from Mystery Science Theater. Because <laughs> it was they they really just I, dude. I remember going <laughs> the, the ninety-eight was more insulting to Toho than Mystery Science Theater. It was. We I remember going with the with the Lazaris mm-hmm. and we bought tickets. I don't know if you were talking to them at this point. Um, 98? 98. Maybe not. Maybe Maybe not. No, because I lived with one of them in 97 and he moved out. Okay. No, but I also refused to go. (laughs) That was the other thing. Okay. I refused to see the 98 Godzilla. I think I, like, I saw the X-Files movie that summer. And then I saw Star Trek Insurrection. I I avoided it. Yes. Yes. The funny thing is, is that with that Godzilla 98, we were so psyched up about it. We bought tickets to like to the five o'clock show and then the 730 show. Oh, wow. And and what do you know the story? When the five Mm -hmm. o'clock show finished, we walked outside and ripped up the tickets to the 730 show (laughs) and went to the bar to drink. See, you and I saw Phantom Menace together at like 10 in the morning opening day. And we, I convinced myself that entire summer it was a good movie. I think everyone did, yeah. Yeah. It was like, was like, that was I, the greatest movie ever, Phantom Menace. Obi-Wan we were so psyched up. There was like nothing could bring us down from that. And I think, I think it was like a year later I was renting it on VHS because DVD ha- wasn't quite big yet. So you still have to rent the VHS. And I think that's when I really started to see the cracks. But, you know what? It was almost like Statler and Waldorf. You ever see that one thing? It's like, it was great. It was wonderful. It was, well, it was pretty good. It was like, it was all right. It was actually, that was not, it's pretty bad. Boo, boo, boo. Yeah, exactly was what it was. <laughs> that was exactly our reaction. It said that it took three months. You know, it took, yeah, it took, it took us like three, four showings and then and then something on cable, just like, oh, this wasn't so good. So, Howie, now that you've been going through Godzilla over and over and over again, what would you say is the most uncovered gem that Pluto TV is watching? What was it Godzilla? Yes. If I was going to say, all right, I'm going to start watching this Godzilla uh, on Pluto. What's the movie that I shouldn't miss? That people don't really know about? Because you sure you can say the original Raymond Burr, but. Hmm. Well, I gotta say that I've I the stuff that they made in the nineties and the early two thousands is has got the if you're into bad, bad special effects, mm-hmm. like if you like watching stuff that like the sci-fi channel would reject. Okay. You know? I mean you'll find some really like really horrible like uh bad special effects in some of those movies uh like the um 
like uh, Godzilla against Mechagodzilla, Godzilla, uh, Tokyo SOS. Uh, Godzilla Ooh, I like the Final. name Tokyo SOS. That's actually pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Godzilla Final Wars. He just fights everybody. Everybody. At once? But he, like, every major, like, 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 monster that was ever in any Godzilla movie, with the exception of King Kong, he fights. Do they team up? Wait, do they team up on him like a Citizen Six situation, or is it more of a Batman Nightfall where it's just the next guy and then the next guy and then the next guy? Next guy and next guy. They're just wearing him down. No, actually, no one wears Godzilla down. I don't want to give spoilers away. Okay. (laughs) Not much of a spoiler. You know? This is like, if Godzilla keeps fighting, he must be doing pretty well. Yeah. He hasn't lost he hasn't lost one yet. You know? I mean, Godzilla versus uh, Space Godzilla is, uh, is a hoot, especially when you see Godzilla Jr. Like, I, I, I texted you a couple of photos of the Godzilla Jr. from uh, 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 from the 60s and Godzilla Jr. from the 90s. I don't know who's worse. I'll take the 60s guy. I like that. I remember He's... the... Yeah, I remember the 60s guy. The 90s, I, I, I had not... I was very far away from Godzilla, so it's like... Yeah, want to know that there's so many more that we can get to. So, but so I, I mean, you know, just just you know, I didn't even answer your question. I kind of went on to the. Cause I thought you said Tokyo SOS. Oh, oh no! Did you I vote mean, for Tokyo SOS? Ah, uh, hidden gem. You know which one that I like, mm. and this is one that's actually it's funny because it's. I, I don't want to say it's so hippy dippy, but it's kind of is. But Godzilla versus Hedorah, or it was also called Godzilla versus the Smog Monster. Yes, is funny as shit because it's just like it's like it's like a Godzilla movie on acid. Yeah, he, he just makes smog the monster. Doesn't it like just shoot out of his top of his head like a muppet? Kind of. Yeah. Have you seen this movie? I could believe I have. Yeah, I've seen like. like- like it's like everything is just like it's all like they're going to like like a sixties kind of like wild you know child kind of flower children kind of thing. It's and Godzilla's like, hippie phase. Well, that's, like, that's why the evil monster's making smog, man. It's an environmental message. Yeah, well, it's all climate change, and everything like yeah. that. So yeah, so it's very very timely with today's world. There you, you know got, that, uh, that movie's actually pretty good because the thing is is that um, I just always like you know not kind of like that movie you know but the one thing about Godzilla versus uh, the smog monster is that it doesn't use stock footage from the other Godzilla movies you'll see in Godzilla versus Megalon the same exact scene that you saw in Godzilla versus Gigan oh know? like Godzilla jumping in the water is like the stock footage isn't it or 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 there's this one Godzilla versus in Godzilla versus Megalon there's a scene where Gigan is in is in the movie. Remember, he joins yes. with Megalon against Jet Jaguar and Godzilla. My God, yes. I'm a nerd. Uh, the thing is, is that um, you're on this podcast. It's too late. Yeah, <laughs> there's no getting out of it. You know, Gigan just swoops down and and flies and you know, you know, cuts Godzilla. Or whatever does the same exact thing in two movies in the Gigan movie and the Megalon movie. Well, Godzilla doesn't learn his lesson. You know, I guess not. But the thing is, is the thing is, is that like with, um, yeah, I, I think the smog monster is kind of like my hidden gem. Although, 
I will always, always, always love. And even though he scared me as a little kid, I will always, always, always love Godzilla versus uh, Mecha Godzilla, the first one from, I think, 1975, yeah. also known as Godzilla versus the Atomic Monster and Terror of Mecha Godzilla. And it must be noted, it must be noted, the wacky aliens from the 60s and 70s, they are the wackiest motherfuckers around. I mean, they, they, the, 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 the uni- check out one time the uniforms that they have them wearing in Terror of Mecha Godzilla and the uniforms that the aliens are wearing in uh, Godzilla versus the Astro Monster, aka Godzilla versus Monster Zero. Well, there's ways, uh, if you want to tell us how what your favorite Godzilla movie is, there's ways to get in touch with us. Uh, as you say now, every Godzilla movie is for free on Pluto TV. Just install Pluto TV and let us know. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash caffeinated comics. And let us know. That is where we post all the news that is fit to geek. Uh, I don't think I'm really on Twitter anymore because now it's X. X <laughs> marks his spot, X, right? X going to give it to you. Uh, you know, I was on Twitter for like 30 seconds. Yeah. This is before Musk. Yes. And I was just pre, like, yeah, I was Musk. Just like, people, people are just way too angry out there. I, we're I, saying I that, yeah, but we're say, saying uh, with, with X, X, it looks like, it doesn't look like a name. It looks like a placeholder for another name. Hmm. And then I was like, why don't you just call it TBD? And then I thought, because TBD stands for Twitter be dying. Oof. Yeah, Twitter used to be like the big thing, but not like... anymore. In fact, um, you can follow me. Uh, you can follow me at none of my book on Instagram. Instagram. I'm pretty much out of Twitter, but I've joined Threads. So Threads is basically just meta creating their own Twitter. And oh, so that's far. like Facebook, right? Yeah, it's Facebook, it's, it's, yeah, it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's uh, and you know what? You, you don't even have to um, you don't even have to create a profile. It's just. They're like, you want to use your Instagram? And you're like, yeah. It's like, you want to follow everybody you're following on Instagram? Fine. I have yet to post anything, but that's where I am. But more importantly, you can follow this podcast anywhere you get podcasts. If you're not already subscribed, you can subscribe in all the usual places and listen to us any way you want to. You can even ask Alexa, just play Caffeinated Comics. I got a new uh, Echo for Prime Day, and I, listened, and I listened to myself on it. I asked for oh, me, and it cool. played me. Uh, nice. Howie, are we anywhere that you can find you? Or you yeah. cannot find me. <laughs> You're not, your Instagram is not visible. My Instagram is, is. Oh, I'm sorry. The mic must have just cut out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's not worth repeating then. It was no, you know, no, technical no. difficulties, but why go back? Yeah, we don't. You know, <laughs> you just rewind it. Just, just rewind the tape. Well, you can rewind it as many times as you want. But either way, we will talk to you next week. <laughs>